0: Okay, now is this the part of the class where we discuss what would, don't look so, is there something you're thinking about, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) I'm glad you asked, actually. What's the matter? Oh, qu- questions? <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> well, let me ask: Are there any questions? And, and the sermon will follow. It. You'll have to stay later, and we can we can do that afterwards. Dan, okay, okay. Thy will be done was. I mean, you can kind of fill in the blanks. <laughs> are there any questions about the sermon, or th- any ideas, or can add to whatever Jeremy said? I was trying to do my own study as I found out I was going to be following him. No. But go ahead. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Can I borrow your cell phone, Greg? I'm going to call your Yes, Renee.
1: Okay, lately, when I've been uh, looking at the prior passages, 35 through 38 of 22. Uh, Christ was saying to the disciples, um, you're going to need swords. You go out with swords now, even if you need to sell your cloak. And so I'm not surprised that Peter came out with his sword. And they had two between all of them. Um, so it's just something that I hadn't realized before, that they were told they were going to need swords. No wonder they were ready at that point.
0: Thank you. Okay, uh, did you have a specific question? Or no, just I don't a have a question, it was okay. just
1: something I noticed, I'm sorry, I shouldn't no, no, have said no, anything. No, no, no,
0: not at all, no, that's <laughs> fine, I, it was, it was on my end, sometimes I don't hear a question when there is a question. But,
1: that's how I would have probably reacted, is what I'm saying.
0: Well, yeah, I, uh, most assuredly, and our human nature, you know, all through this, there's showing the human nature they have, and not the understand what Christ is trying to explain to them, and, uh. You know, after I heard after that sermon there, uh, on the two swords that Jeremy said, I looked at my wife and said, I, "That means I can buy another gun." <laughs> <laughs> two guns, not one. Anyway, that's a good point. <laughs> that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? or can... Yes, Al.
2: Not really a, a question,
0: however it could be,
2: but uh, um, just as you think through Judas and you know Christ selected him as one of the disciples, knowing full well on one side that he would betray him, and just the, the whole dynamic of that is just, it's very interesting, and I'm uh, not sure I can ever quite put that all together, but uh, just thinking about that a lot again this morning as Jeremy brought that out.
0: Yeah, you one know, one of the issues I, I always, I think the reason a lot of the reason uh, I don't fully comprehend or can't sometimes is because I keep thinking, as Jeremy said in the sermon last week, about um, you know he 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 felt that pain. He you know he put off his deity side, or that was put off, so he would. experience the full pain and suffering that God had intended His wrath, and I'm thinking, how how do you divide that? You know, I'm either for something or or against something, and how do you do? You know, put one off like that? It's just, it's not, it's not an error in Scripture. It's it's a fault in my understanding of being able to understand that type of a um, a deity in, in man, full man. So yeah, I I don't know um, how he could do that, I, but uh, Scripture says it's so, and so I believe it. Maybe someday I'll find out. Okay, any on this side? <laughs> 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 yes, That's Mr. Palmquist. Not
3: a question, just another comment. Um, I think that is amazing too. That you know Christ when he was praying through the 12, like, who to select, he was also praying through, like, who is his betrayer going to be. And um, not just at that moment, but it talks about he knew from the beginning who was going to betray him. And he spent three years with Judas. Like, and it's not just that, because, I mean, Jeremy mentioned, you know, the disciples didn't just point at Judas when Jesus says someone's going to betray me like it wasn't obvious like Judas didn't lead onto it but Christ also didn't lead into it in terms of he was treating him just like the other 12 um, knowing full well for that three years that he was pouring his life into Judas that it was going to end that way so yeah
0: it's interesting that it, it, and it's probably carrying it too far but, you know, it's like if you own a Ford, the only car you see on the roads are Fords. Look how many Fords there are, as opposed to everything else. And this is kind of probably where I'm coming from as far as I've been uh, facilitating this Bible study on false teaching for oh, a few months now. And so, I, you know, everything, Thomas, Judas, I'm not pointing, you're not Judas, no, Jenny is, but not. But uh, it, it dawned on me, I wonder, you know, there's not a whole lot of talk, uh, or actually, a lot of disciples, but on Judas uh, as to what, uh, who he talked to, you know, who he influenced, uh, that type of thing. Other than the chief priests and, and, you know, in cohorts, cohorts with with them, and uh, Judas might have been our first false false teacher. That that's maybe taken it too far, but here he is among the twelve, and. And uh, nobody, knew it, 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 it speaks to the subtlety of somebody that is an anti-type that uh, John talks, in First John, talks about. You know, it, uh, yeah, how, how, how could you, there had to be something you would think that would identify him or say, ha, oh, huh, that's going to be the guy. Or, but, but even up to the end, you know, they're looking around saying, who is that Lord? You know, is, is it me? Uh, so, anyway, good point, Alex. Any more? Yes, Deb.
3: Well, I
4: guess it's not really a question either. But like it, it is, fine. It is uh, something that struck me, and it was not today's sermon, it was that other day when he was talking about um, the take a sword, you know, and when they were bringing up. Uh, Pastor Jeremy was bringing out the idea that they were supposed to pray that they didn't enter into temptation. And he also had told them the sword in the sense that it was supposed to be for self-defense. And so the implication that Jeremy did bring out today reminded me of the fact that they were supposed to pray before things happened. And then they'd be able to discern whether it was self defense or whether it had to be, and don't bother to fight back and it's like holy mackerel that is quite the quite the uh prairie quest there, you know, and um the same way with um oh dear, well, I lost it, but anyways, it tied in well with what. Uh, he was talking about too the fact that Jesus prayed before he went to pick out the disciples. that was it, and then he was willing to go along with what God said so. yeah
0: whether you, whether you call it self defense or self protection um, i I guess I would make it, uh a little bit broader than just self defense because you know uh, we protect those things, and that, that that can be a very controversial thing that I will leave to Jeremy, uh, as I think everybody knows me. <laughs> but I think that um, it does give us, we're not just supposed to be there like slaughtered sheep. Christians aren't supposed to do that, but it's the intent of the heart, and God knows that, and uh, how we utilize those tools. So I think that's very important, and to pray, because that's a scary situation to be in. Imagine. Anyway. Good point. Anybody else? Yes, Greg. <laughs> I should have brought you mind and been closer. <laughs> We're laughing. We're laughing because we can all relate to that, or most of us in you know.
2: Well I just wanted to um, I guess share probably an obvious thing. Uh as we study a passage like this, where we're getting down to the meat of the gospel, really, of what uh, what is going to happen to Jesus here in short order. We see and are reminded of something that we need to make sure we understand fully, and that is that this was all God's plan. And it was very precisely carried out, just as we see God meticulous in details in all of everything. Everything in the world that he created, uh, so also was he meticulous in this and and so there'll be aspects of this, none of this was accident, you know none of this happened that God goes, Oh, what am I going to do with that? You know God had this all planned out yes the 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 jews are are guilty of having killed our Lord, yes, they are on the other hand, they thankfully were fulfilling God's plan uh, had they not done that we, we'd be in grave trouble today uh, but as we see all these things and some of them uh, we don't see the sense of them or we don't see how A got to B uh, to, or to C we, we have to remember that God orchestrated all of this and while we may not yet understand what why certain things happened uh, it may just be a, th- a matter that we haven't God hasn't unveiled yet to us why certain things happen. The whole "cut their ear off" uh, episode—you look at that and you think, "Why? Why did God put that there? Uh, why did God see to it that that happened? Why did God see to it that uh, that Peter is going to deny Jesus three times uh, coming up?" None of these are accidents. None of these are are things that. Um, just our are, are the regular happenstance of flawed people it's more than that it's it's part of god's plan and uh, and we need to we need to keep our eyes open for for that and and thank him that he was in charge and is sovereign and 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 the, uh, he's the same God today uh, dealing with all the things in the world that we're dealing with uh, that that orchestrated all this back then.
0: Um, in Legionnaires the, the, was started by R. C. Sproul. They uh, they were talking about um, a while back on one of their table talks. But it, they were talking about uh, whenever we take don't take all the attributes and character of God to mind. Whenever we leave one of them out, we tend to wonder about those things. And and one of the largest Issues people have is the, with the sovereignty of God. You know, we don't like to think that He was aware of all these things that are tragedies, and then we like to put that beyond. He wouldn't do that. Much in much the same concept or, or thinking pattern that people, um, You and we've all heard it, will say, you know, well, God would never condemn an individual to an eternity in hell. Well, He is because He's a God of love, and He is. But he's also a God of wrath. You know, and we think, what our salvation, what did that save us from? It, you know, it, it saved us from God's wrath. You know, Jeremy spoke on that many times. And, and I think we get, I, it, it's easy. And sometimes uh, um, you look at events in the world and you think, well, how, why would God let that happen? My, my first thought is going down that road and think, wait a minute, what do you mean why? It's, everything is for good. It's in God's plan. He, it's his will. And uh, it isn't always what we want. And I think it's a lot of times it's because we uh, tend to leave out one of his attributes. And, um, you know, he's a righteous God. He can't stand sin. He's going to deal with it. So anyway, good. I would agree. Yes.
1: I think that Jeremy said the last part of verse 53, but this hour and the power of darkness are yours. God gave the power to Satan at, or to Satan at that time for his death, and so it's God before that he couldn't have done it because God was in control and, it, and was prohibiting it, so that just as was kind of spoke to me that God had opened the power to put him to death at that time.
0: you the comments or? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times we think it's because the gospel we have the power. We don't have the power. It, the power is in the gospel, which is a a big misunderstanding. I think uh, it, it's a simple it, in our minds it's a simple concept, but in 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 actuality, of trying to execute that type of thinking, we get caught up in the in the th- in the problem. And we see it in our churches today. Uh, the Gospel, you know what Paul said in Corinthians, you know I preach Christ crucified, and you know when probably like like everybody else, when you first see that, you think there's there 's more than that you know wait a minute, you know christ crucified that 's it, but yet that is the power that is the gospel and and we uh, in our own better judgments, uh, just look around at a lot of the churches what we we have done. Well, we need to get people in here. We need to get more people. So, you know, percentage-wise, that's the way that works. Well, it doesn't work. You know, um, it it might. I I, I don't know, but it's proved in some very large churches. I think we've all heard about Willow Creek here in the recent headlines. Uh, Just that it, it doesn't work. And we need to stick to that. And the further we get away from that, the further we're going to, the more we're going to contribute to those that think they're saved or not saved. So that's again with the false teachers, um, the truth needs to be continued to be preached. And to be honest with you, I am so thankful. We are so blessed to have uh, you know Jeremy and Daniel. I mean, the leadership that we have here—it's just—it uh, doesn't take long. Go someplace on a vacation and go to a church. Not that this is the best church to be, in. I'm not saying that. It, but there's a difference in the word. The truth that is preached, and it's quite evident. It doesn't take long to figure that out. But anyway, any other questions? Or I know you guys are all wanting to get out early. Clark's over there thinking I can go camping this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I could have given you mine, Alex. Ryan's going to get a workout here.
3: Um going back to God's sovereignty and God's will and God being good in everything he does, um, another thing Jeremy mentioned this week, he talked about it more in previous weeks, was that the reason Peter turned back after, after denying Jesus is because Jesus prayed for him. And at the same time, Jeremy made the comment and I think it's true. Why didn't Judas do the same? Because Jesus didn't pray for him. And my my sinful heart hears that and is like, well, Jesus could have done that. Why didn't he do that? It's like, that's the meaning of grace. Like, neither of them deserve to be prayed for. And the fact that Jesus did pray for Peter is completely God's grace. And the fact that Peter turned is completely God's grace. And I mean... We all have received that grace, and it should just make us so thankful. So. Yeah, that's
0: been said so many times. You know that we uh, always want to do something to deserve what we what we have and, and get, and that's just the opposite of what God's grace is. So, yeah. Any other questions, comments, Scott? You you want? No, okay. He was going to harass me. <laughs> well, how anything? I can go into a about an hour dissertation about on false teaching <laughs> from the Legionnaire. here. <laughs> but uh, we have a. I don't know if anybody has noticed with Pat and his crew here. Uh, did your uh, hiking trip go well, Pat? And you went out the Mummy Range, range in Colorado, yeah. yeah. That was mm-hmm. that was my son and my first, and I think Dean's first uh, backpacking trip out in the mountains years ago. Look how old Dean is. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Debbie wouldn't go, but anyway. Anything else happening this week that, uh, like I said, I, I can't think of uh, much more to discuss. If you don't have any more questions or concerns about the the sermon, um, I think that uh, uh, it, <laughs> you know it, it's interesting. Anybody that would read that, you know, it's no wonder that uh, it talks about being foolishness to. Uh, those that are, are wise in the world, because you know nobody else other than God would plan something like this. And aren't we so uh, blessed to be able to uh, be under such a sovereign God as that? It's just amazing. Um, and, and everybody has their own story out here, but I think uh, we ought to all go down and and wish Jeremy health. You know, is that okay, Serena? We can go down there and. and you, is the dinner ready? We can go down for, for a... Why did I ask? Yes, Debbie.
4: One more question. This is a legitimate question. Um, when I was hearing you talk about, uh, I mean, him, uh, Alex. Alex, talk about, um, he prayed for him. Can anybody tell me what scripture yet... Uh, Last week, Jeremy was talking about in Hebrews, what was the actual reference that he read was one of his favorites, and it, Hebrews 4, what, what, 416, okay, thank you, because it was about God praying, Jesus being our high priest and praying for us, Hebrews 416.
0: Who answered that? You need to be up here next time. <laughs> no, maybe not. Don't. I didn't say that. Somebody else? Anything? Well, if... Yes, Ron. You should just leave that here, On You're getting a lot of exercise. Right?
2: I guess I always had a... Question about how bad of an aim uh, Peter was just to cut the ear off, and um, so it 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 made more sense this morning, but I always wondered ever since I heard that story you know, wow, he's a terrible shot I
0: mean i wouldn't want him on my side if I was in a battle if he just cut the ear off but I think he may have had more more help than just a bad shot, <laughs> but personally. But yeah, at, uh, it's, uh, it's it's just interesting, you know, because you always think, "What? Well, God knew what was going to happen. What? What made that important to cut an ear off?" But uh, I think there's a lot of things in that. Just as uh, this whole process, I mean, until Jeremy said that uh, the last was the last week or week before that, um, he prayed. For Peter, he didn't. For uh, Judas, I had never even thought of that part of it before. You know, so there's a there's a lot of things. That's and, and that's the neat thing about sanctification. You know, you read one scripture ten years ago, you read it again. You think, why didn't I see this? You know, it's so obvious. And it's it's nothing we've done. It's something that God has allowed us to grow in His Word and His understanding, His discernment, and. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I know a, a lot of you people probably think Greg and I don't know everything, but they're growing as well. I've seen it. <laughs> yes, Lewis.
1: Jeremy also said this morning that um, Jesus was able to withstand because he had prayed. He was prayed up, and the, the disciples were not, and so they failed. And I th- was thinking how applicable that is to us, to me, that um, my trials would be l- less if I was more prayed up on a lot of things and not sleeping instead of praying.
0: Yeah, isn't it interesting that the more we need to be praying, the more we pull away. I don't know if that's the case with anybody else, but I, I know when I start going through some some trials or just a different mindset, periods of that. And I think as we get older, we may experience more of that. That We tend, the times we need to be praying, you know, it's, uh, we don't. And the times we, you know, feel a good mood, everything's good. You know, we're praying to God that everything, uh, uh, bring everything before him. But uh, it reminds me of, uh, somebody said once that uh, I don't have time to pray this morning. I've got to get to work, <laughs> you know. Boy, uh, how how wrong is that? But Yeah, the disciples didn't pray.
1: Well, I just kind of have a comment that um, we know God is good and we know all his ways are good, but like that song, it don't feel good. And so I think two things, you know, like the Psalms tell us that you need to call to remembrance when You've seen him working for good in your life. And also, we know the Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we are, don't have words, but we as a family, a church family, stand in the gap. You know, so we have to remember, we have a lot of hurting people in this body. And i and so thankful this is a praying church. But to just be mindful of that. There's a lot of people saying, I ain't seeing his goodness right now. So, um, I don't know, that was my comment. <laughs>
0: The uh, the the feel good I, I take it relates to our consciousness that what, that God has put in us and his uh, feelings are a little you know kind of difficult to uh, um, we all do that we all have good feelings from time to time and uh, but that the the world is that we need to distinguish between just feeling good emotionally and knowing that feeling good in God's grace, yes you're exactly right, and this is a praying church i mean uh, we we've talked about that so many times before, and I know that Katie will feel that too with everybody praying for her but uh, before my operation i uh there were so many people praying in here that I'm normally kind of a nervous person I know it's hard for you to understand, but i I am and uh I had three quarters of my pancreas removed, and before I went in there, I, I wasn't anxious about anything. The only time I'd get anxious when somebody said, Well, what are you going in there for? I'd say, Well, pancreas. And they'd say, Oh, you know, we'll pray for you. And I, every time I do that, I probably ought to be more serious about this, you know, concerned about it. But it is, it's because of everybody praying in here. Uh, and if you didn't, you ought to feel guilty. <laughs> no. But, but you're, you're right on, uh, exactly. It's, and it's something to say we'll pray for you when you know people that say that really mean it. Thanks, Wanda. Anything else? Okay, well, I think we can be dismissed. And uh, I don't know if Jeremy prays when you leave, but I'm going to. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word We thank you for your consistency, that we can always depend on you, and that no matter how far we move away from you, that you're always with us. We just pray that we would continually seek your wisdom and to dwell in your word and pray for one another. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for putting up with me.